Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin, and my guest today is a sports agent, Mr. C. Lamont Smith. Thank you for joining me. Happy to be here. First of all, let me let me say um, this is truly an honor to be here um, because one of the big reasons I'm, I'm happy to have you is because you're actually doing my dream job. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on over. I could use a little help. Come on and join me, man. Hey, look, you can't tell me that because I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. You, you could cover the West Coast. I think you're on the West Coast, right? You're in the West Coast? Uh, you, you know what? Actually, I'm on the East Coast now. I, when we, yeah, when we first started talking, I lived in California, but I'm originally from the DC area, so I'm back in. I'm back home. I'm back in the DC area. Oh, okay. Well, we have something in common then, because um, I went to law school in DC. I went to Howard, and um, so I've got very fond memories of DC. Wow. Oh, so you went to Howard? I did. What I did. was that experience? Oh, it was an amazing experience. I mean, it was, um, it's, it's a big part of what I attribute my success to. Um, Howard allowed me to hone my leadership skills and um, instilled in me a belief that I could be anything that I wanted to be and challenged and pushed me every day. So it was great. And then not to mention um, just living in a city where it's the, the seat of government and to, to see how power brokers move, it was a great experience. Let's, uh, let me ask you, so where are you from originally? Well, I'm, I'm sort of a nomad. I was actually born in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, spent um, some time um, in Arkansas, which is where our family roots go back to, and would spend um, a little bit of time in summers and stuff like that in Chicago and Oakland. So wow. I, I, yeah, so I bounced around quite a bit. How did you end up picking Howard as your school? I went to undergrad with um, a lot of individuals that were from the D.C. area. Uh, initially, my first two years in school, I was at Langston University in Oklahoma uh, and then ended up transferring to Clark Atlanta University in Atlanta. And um, some of my closest friends were from the D.C. area and so I started hearing a lot about um, Howard University. And then for me, uh, when I decided to go to law school, I wanted a place where I could further hone my leadership capabilities. And given the proud legacy of Howard University, particularly in the area of, of the practice of law with Thurgood Marshall and Vernon Jordan and all the other legendary lawyers that had came out of Howard, I, I couldn't think of a better place to go. Wow. Let me let me back up for a minute because you you, you mentioned that you have a law degree. But you know what? Let's let's start from this because I, I introduced you as a sports agent. So those who may not know, I want you to tell people exactly what a sports agent is. Well a sports agent is well first of all let's just talk about what an agent is. An agent is someone that is invested with the power to act for another person. So a sports agent is an individual that acts on behalf of his sports clients. They can be football or basketball clients, which is in, in my case, the two things that we primarily focus on. Uh, but you act on their behalf and that can be everything from speaking on their behalf to the media, to speaking on their behalf to teams when you're negotiating their contracts 
to speaking on the behalf with potential endorsers or Nike or Gatorade, um, but you basically represent the athlete and act and speak and negotiate on their behalf. Um, so that's pretty much what I do on a day-to-day basis. When you entered Howard um, to, st- to study to be a lawyer, was that with the intent of being an agent? Was that what you always set out to be? Yes, absolutely. Um, I was advised when I decided to pursue this that the better people in the business on either side of the table, whether you're representing a team or whether you're representing an athlete, I was advised that the better people on either side of the table were attorneys. And being an African-American, I knew that I had to be um, extra qualified if I was going to make any inroads into this business. And so uh, I had decided to go back to law school with the intent of becoming basically a sports attorney, sports attorney slash agent. Wow. You, and you mentioned, you mentioned like you had to do extra. And we both know, you mentioned your football um, agent, football and basketball, which are primarily dominated by African-Americans. So why do you think that it's so hard to be represented by African-Americans? Well, I mean, I I think it goes back to years and years of conditioning and programming of, um, you know, certain cultural dynamics where um, individuals are led to believe that, um, you know, African-Americans just can't do the job uh, equally as well as some of their white counterparts. And so for me, um, it was very important to be able to dispel uh, that myth and to be able to represent my clients at the highest level and to make sure that uh, no stone was unturned in, in terms of providing them what high quality representation. So I didn't want to try to do it just as an agent. I said, I, I have to be um, equally, if not more qualified than, than the people I'm competing against and the people I'm negotiating against. Because of that attitude of feeling like you needed to be just as good or more likely better, do you felt like that added pressure to you, like unnecessary pressure? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it is unnecessary. I mean, I don't think that that we should have the burden placed upon us that we're not as good. I think everybody should be judged at face value. Um, but that's okay. I mean, if you if you if you grow up black or African American in this country, then you understand those are the cards that you're dealt, and you just have to play them. And so. Yes, um, it's it's frustrating uh, or can be frustrating, um, but um, you know it's the, the rewards are sweet uh, when you overcome that. Uh, it becomes uh, very gratifying. What would you say was like the biggest things that helped you overcome that? Just an attitude that um, I wasn't going to quit. You know that this is this is what. Um, I wanted to do, I, I, I understood that it was the perfect confluence of my interests and my strengths. And so for me, uh, this was all or nothing. It was what I was going to do. I wasn't going to give up. I wasn't going to be denied. And I think that 
if there's anything that you want to do in life, if you have that attitude that you will not be denied, you're not going to quit, then you'll succeed. But I think most people um, just, if they have something they want to pursue, they just give up too easily when they're met with those barriers. And I just wasn't willing to do that. I mean, that's a that's an amazing attitude to have. What, at what age did you establish that mindset that you know what this is my this is my profession and I'm going to make sure that I make it happen? Well, with reference to the the sports law or the sports agent thing, I don't I don't think I really understood that that was going to be my path until I'd worked in radio and television for about two years after I got out of undergrad and uh, got to know some I played high school basketball with some guys that were um, in the pros or played with one and against another that were in the NBA and then got to know some other guys and got interested in that about two years after I got out of undergrad. But that attitude for me was born well before that about anything that I was going to do in life because just because of some family dynamics. And I had mentioned I had moved around quite a bit. Um, I had to secede because I didn't have a safety net to fall back on. So uh, for me, uh, it was a determination to secede just because it was necessary. Wow. Do you, it's, 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 I'm interested at the fact that you mentioned that you did not have a safety net. Do you feel like if you had a safety net, you would have got this far because sometimes that that added boost, that added you know determination of not having you know a fallback plan, not having anyone help you. Do you think that's what ultimately got you where you are today? Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, I'd have to say yeah. I mean, I, I think that um, you know it, it gives you that little extra motivation when you know it's either secede or fail, you know, fall on your face. Um, but I think that if you sometimes if you know you've got something to fall back on, uh, maybe you don't have that extra motivation. Uh, you know, and that's not the case with with every person. I mean, there there's plenty of stories where people have the safety net and they either reject it or don't need it and they go on and have success. But I also think that there are plenty of cases where people underachieve because they have that safety net and I didn't have it. And so I, you know, I don't know what it, what it would have been uh, if I, if I had had it, um, it would have been nice, but um, I'd like to think that they gave me a little extra push. Flip side of it though is, you know, I, I look at whatever I've been able to accomplish without that. And I say to myself sometimes, man, if I'd have just had this or that, what could have I have done if I'd have had a little bit of extra? So, you know, it, it can go both ways. What would you say, was there, was there ever a point during, the, during your uh, pursuit, during school, that you felt like you may not accomplish your goals? Well, you, you always have moments where you, you, um, you question, the, the question mark, comes up in your in your mind. Uh, I, I think the the real 
distinguishing characteristic is, is whether you can find the answer to the question mark. I mean, yeah, I've always, I've had, I still have question marks even today, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I search for the answer and usually could come up with it. Man, that's because why wow, it's just interesting that you say you still, I mean, because you, you, you know, you've amassed a good clientele, you've had success and you telling me you still at times have questions. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, anybody that, tells you that they don't, they're either lying or delusional. I mean, you know, this is, this world will, will present you with questions every day that you have to be prepared to answer. And, you know, I think the people that are successful, they, they, they come up with the answers to those questions and the people that are not, um, they get stuck on the question. Is there a specific moment that stands out to you that lets you know, you know what, I'm going to make it. This is this is going to happen for me. Um, specific moment. It doesn't even have to be just one. Yeah, well, I I just think that, you know, I, I give a lot of glory to God, first of all, let me just say this. Um, and some of the paths that I've been down and some of the things that that I've faced, uh, you know, there's a, there's a um, portion of scripture that says he wouldn't have brought you to it if he wasn't going to bring you through it. And so I've been through so many things that, um, that odds or numbers say this guy should not be where he is or should not get here, you know, that once you've had that kind of success and been through stuff, then you just, for me, I just kind of know that, you know, God is not going to bring me this far and drop me off. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Hey man, he definitely won't. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it's very important to have to keep God, you know, first, and because we we all face those difficult times, and, and we don't all have to lean on a high power than us. So <laughs> I definitely understand that point. I want to talk about something that you mentioned earlier. We're gonna kind of build off of that because we we spoke about like the limited number of African American agents within sports, even though there's a bunch of African-Americans who dominate sports. So for yourself, what was it about you that, that made, that attracted clients to you? Like, what would you say? Well, I think that that's a question probably more appropriate for my clients, but if I, if, if I had to try to, rely upon things that they've told me at different times. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty genuine. I am genuine, not pretty genuine. I'm very genuine and authentic. Um, I, I think that um, I'm a good communicator. And uh, more than anything, um, I, my word is my bond. You know, if, if I say it, I'm going to do it. And uh, I don't say it if I'm not going to do it. And that can be 
you know, either way, either I can say I'm not going to do something and I'm not going to do it or I'm going to say I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it. And I think um, players and their parents uh, respect that about me, that, you know, my word is my bond. How important is it for the athlete to have the, have great representation? Oh, it's extremely important. It's the most important business decision that they will make in their lives because they're entering a arena that they've never seen before and they're dealing with multi-billionaires on the other side that didn't get there by accident. So, uh, and then they're dealing with shark-infested waters of, people that are looking to take advantage of them on all types of levels. So who you have that is your first and your principal advisor during your career and beyond is very important because, you know, the things that most athletes will encounter, I've seen hundreds of times in my, you know, 30 year career, Uh, but they're going to go through it for the first time. So it's very important that um, you have somebody that you can trust and that is knowledgeable and that have seen these things before uh, to counsel and advise you through. This is more this. I want you to ask a question. It's, it's, it's not too personal, but I just want to get your feelings on it. Like when you see athletes who who've amassed tens and hundreds of millions of dollars and then next thing you know, you look up, and they and they broke in bankruptcy. How did being an agent yourself? How does that make you feel? Well, I mean, it's it's, it's sad. You know, it's, it's it's really sad because so many 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 people uh, are denied that opportunity to secure themselves and their families and generational wealth, uh, families, families. Uh, they're denied, don't ever get that opportunity. And then you look at, you look around this country and there's no major city that you can go to where you don't see, you know, homeless people and, you know, people that are being affected by, you know, weather catastrophes and things like that. And then you have, you see situations where people just blow it. If, If we're talking about situations where it's just blown and it's sad and it's disappointing. Now, there are other situations where uh, athletes are exploited and it's, you know, it's stolen from them um, by um, people around them or people associated with them. And and I will say this for the record, it's not often that it's the agent um, because like me, I don't ever, I don't touch my client's financial stuff. I I made a decision long ago. I wasn't going to get involved in that. Um, I advise and counsel them and negotiate contracts, but I don't get involved financially with them. So it's not always the agent though. It's, it's, you know, people that bring deals to them that take advantage of them. And again, that goes back to the question you asked earlier, and that is how important is it for them to have good advisors and good counsel? And I, as I said, then I think it's the most important decision they'll make in their life. What made you decide not to do anything financial? I I didn't want the athlete to have to look at me and keep one eye on me. And if I'm handling their money, no matter how much they trust me, they got to wonder, okay, was he on the up and up? I wanted to be 
aligned on the same side of the table that the athlete was on to say, okay, I'm here to protect you. So I'm here to help you. I'm here to protect you from the team exploiting you. I'm here to protect you in these endorsement negotiations. And I'm here to protect you if you allow me to um, from these people that are handling your finances. So I just wanted to be aligned with the athlete. I met you on Instagram. I follow your Instagram page. Um, one of the things that I saw you post uh, fairly recently, a couple of months, you don't post a whole lot, but one of your posts that stuck out to me, um, you posted yourself at a funeral with one of your clients. And that stood out to me because you in the caption, you mentioned how you, you're more than, you know, you're more than an agent. This is a family thing. So I wanted you to discuss how important that is for your job to not only just to be, you know, an agent, but also to be like a, a brother, a family member to the gentleman, you not just men, but the men and women you represent. Sure. Well, I mean, when someone entrusts you with their future and their livelihood, that is a great, great honor. And I just, it's an honor that I don't take lightly. Um, you know, the individual that you're talking about is Eddie George and his mom um, was very instrumental in him selecting me as an agent. Um, and she passed away, passed away. God bless her soul. Rest in peace, Donna. Um, but for me, when you are entrusted with uh, that privilege of representing these young men and women, it has to be more than just a job and a, and a, and a quick buck. You have to take it personally. You get to know them personally. You get involved in their lives if you're going to do this right. And you want to see them win in the, in the, in the long run. And so when uh, I got the word that Donna passed away, it was very important for me to, to be there um, for my client um, in probably his lowest moment with his mom passing just as I've been there with him in his highest moments um, when he became the highest paid running back in the NFL. So, I, you know, you can't, you can't be there just when it's good. You got to be there. Uh, it's more important to be there when the times are tough. Definitely. I want to talk more about, um, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get into specifics, but you definitely, you can feel free to. You've had a couple clients who have reached the absolute pinnacle NFL greatness, the gold, the Hall of Fame, a gold jacket. And the reason I mention that is because you said earlier, it's like the representation that they pick, you know, when they first start out, that's going to, that could pretty much set the tone of their career. So the gentleman that actually made it to the Hall of Fame, that got fitted for their gold jacket, what was it like for you to actually sit there and not only sit there and watch them reach that moment, but you were actually mentioned by name in their speech. Well, it's very rewarding. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's very rewarding and gratifying uh, to know that uh, you were a part of a journey that uh, resulted in the most exalted uh, place that you can be at in sports, and that's the the Hall of Fame. Uh, and to for an athlete to be in that moment of glory and think enough of you uh, to uh, acknowledge 
whatever role you played in that uh, is, is humbling and it's very, um, it's very gratifying and satisfying. And, you know, I've, I've often said that, you know, I, I don't do this just for the money. I mean, the most gratifying thing uh, for me is to uh, hear from my clients, job well done, and I appreciate you and um, to see them succeed in life. Those are the things that are gratifying to me. And so uh, that's the icing on the cake. That's the cherry on top when they reach that pinnacle like that. They shout you out. Definitely. It's not all business with you. Um, again, we I follow you on Instagram, so I see you mention family a lot. You, you've had some excellent posts. You shared moments with your family. And even one, and ironically, one of the reasons we're having this podcast today, as opposed to earlier, earlier, um, a couple months back, is because you were on a vacation with your family. You wanted to make sure you gave your family the proper time. So I wanted to talk more about like how important it is to balance work and family. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you as you were asking the question, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's balance. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, I, I think that that's the key to life. Um, you know, I've been in this business 30 years. It's a tough, 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 competitive, pernicious business. And if you don't have balance in your life, uh, it'll burn you out. I mean, there are very, very few people that were around when I started in this. You know, and mind you, I started when I was 10. Um, but uh, there are very few people in, that are still around um, in this business from when I started because it, it, it just takes it out of you. Uh, so for me, uh, balance is important. Um, you know, you, um, and in a lot of respects, I mean, you, you got to have balance with family life versus your work life. Uh, you got to have balance to see even your whole equilibrium. Uh, this is funny because, um, I heard, um, Giannis Antetokounmpo say something that I've said for years and it's like a year in my head. And, and he says, I try not to get too high. I try not to get too low. And that's, that's me. I try to stay right in the middle, stay balanced. And sometimes people mistake that if they're around me and they say, well, what's wrong? Because you'll see other people that are all euphoric and, and you know, all loud and stuff like all the time. And I'm like, nothing's wrong. <laughs> okay. You know, and then they'll see people that are really down and that that's what you should be saying what's wrong with it. But I just try to stay right in the middle. And, and that's just the balance part of it. You said you've been doing this for, you said over 30 years, correct? Yeah. What's, what motivates you to keep going? Um, well, one, I like it. <laughs> you know, I, I like my job. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's the, the main thing. Um, and then the other thing is, is that I think I, you know, I can make a difference. And then I think I, you know, that was that was what my goal was when I got into this was to try to make a difference in the business because really and truly um, there were very few African Americans in the business when I got into it and there were certainly not any representing at the superstar level of the kind of guys that that I ended up representing. Uh, 
they were not as the primary or lead agent. There were there weren't any. So I wanted to make a difference. I want to be able to give an example uh, to young people out there, uh, men and women, who might aspire to this business to say, hey, if you want to do this, uh, despite the fact that there might be obstacles and doors closed, you can do it. Uh, and that's not just for Black people. That's Black, white, you know, Asian, male, female. Um, everything is impossible until somebody makes it possible. And so I wanted to just kind of be that inspiration to people. I'm going to give you a quick moment, and I do mean quick, <laughs> moment okay. to reflect. Is this the life you envisioned when you were working hard at Howard, going through all those classes, making all those sacrifices? 100%. Yes. Right. Yeah, it, it, this is just the way I envisioned it. And, you know, again, giving glory to God, I think it was God's plan. Amen. Is there, is there anything that you haven't accomplished that you're looking to accomplish? Oh, sure. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I want to I wanna make deeper inroads into basketball, uh, uh, which was my first love uh, in terms of sports. Um, you know, I want to um, I want to accomplish a few more things on the football side. Uh, I'd love to have a boxer that was successful at some point. I mean, I've, I've got so much I'd like to do. I'd, I'd actually like to have me a really great uh, WNBA player. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot left to be done. Whether I get to all of it or not, uh, I don't know, but I'm certainly gonna give it my best effort. Any idea how much longer you wanna do this? Uh, as long as it's fun, as long as I enjoy it, as long as my health holds up. I mean, I, you know, I'm um, I'm a lot younger than a lot of these guys that are still out there coaching, and a lot of these agents that are still out there. So, and I keep myself in pretty good shape. So, uh, you know, I've got I got some miles left to go. Uh, <laughs> you know, for sure. It's it's I I've really enjoyed this com this conversation because, like I said, this was. This was actually my dream job. I never really, I'll be honest, I never really looked into the steps it would take because I never I never got a chance to see a black man do it. And I know that's, you know, I, I had, I saw so many agents, like I'm a huge sports fan. I remember uh, Lee Steinberg and now you got your Drew Rosenhaus. But, you know, to see a, a, a person who looks like me doing it, and doing it at a high level, that's that's really inspiring. And my only regret is I wish I would have saw you when I was a kid, when I was, you know, really crap, you know, really trying to figure out what I wanted to do. But, you know, God, God has different paths and different journeys for us all. So it's still, even though I'm not following that path, it still was an honor to meet you because just seeing someone doing what you dreamed to do. It's really inspiring, and, I'm, and I want to congratulate you on the success you've had. Well, thank you, and it's, um, it's been an honor to, to be here and keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job with these podcasts. I follow some of the guests that you have on there, so just continue to do what you're doing. And for all your listeners out there, um, 
you know, just have them to follow me at uh, C. Lamont Smith Sports Agent. Again, that's C. Lamont Smith Sports Agent. And from there, you can find me on Twitter at Lamont Smith um, on Twitter as well. But, um, yeah, enjoy talking to you. Thank you, sir. And before we end, I want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Um, I truly appreciate you all support. You can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore lamp. And the podcast is on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Again, thank you, Mr. Smith, for joining me. I wish you all the best with everything you have going. Thank you all again for listening. Have a great day. Have a great day as well. Thank you. Bye-bye.